that would blow my mind. That would be the whole new movie. It's like, maybe maybe the plot for this movie isn't so good anymore. Maybe we should just focus on this. (laughs) The interaction between a human and a brand new life form Mm -hmm. that... That's intelligent. That's patient. They can understand yeah. them. Yeah, one of the things about it well, is. Well, you're almost stepping onto Avatar storyline for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, one thing about it in the history of human humanity, mm. when two civilizations meet and yeah. one is more advanced than the other, generally they are, uh, in like a situation like that, the one that suffers is the one that of the lower technological uh, level. Yeah. And if we're just first venturing out into space now we would be that we would have the benefit no we would i mean if we went to another planet and okay. found that they have never ventured into space sure then we would basically be the invader and we would have the advantage okay they but not the numbers the made the advantage in technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that would not bode good for the bode well for the indigenous population of no. that planet. Right, right, right. Uh, however, if a, if another alien species came to Earth mm. before we got to travel into space, very right. much. I mean, yeah. we've only been to the moon. And, that's pretty. Uh, and, still, that's still pretty and, good. And basically, that was just in a 1960 tin can. Uh, okay, okay. Hey, we were recently <laughs> on Mars, at least in a technological sense. Oh, uh, we've sent we've good sent America. probes. Yeah, we have sent probes to Mars. Pretty big ones too. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if they're if they're capable of literally getting into a spaceship and traveling to another solar system, another sure. star, sure, yeah. you know, then they would have to be technologically and more advanced than us, and we would suffer from the meeting. So it's an interesting to it's an interesting thing in that a lot. A lot of our civilized, or a lot of the travel that took place back in the day, or at least say like before 1500s, was due right. to church-funded expeditions or, or largely royal, royal funded, royal funded, which had the churches, which had the churches back in. They were all in bed together, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of the above there. Sure, you would have say the first ship come to Earth, for example, or uh, yeah, let's say first ship comes to Earth. These green things come out. It's like. Guys, I'm so glad that everyone's uh, here to welcome us. We're here to tell you the good news. It's, it's What's a the good bit. news? <laughs> the good news is... Tell me it doesn't start with a J. Zabador. <laughs> Zabador is the the one true uh, alien life form. Mm-hmm. We're here to haul, have you guys He's eternal. Join. He's going to create the universe. It's going to be an awkward mm-hmm. thing. He, yeah, he, he judges you when you die. No, yeah. I, I, I can tell you that there will I be... Would, I would be concerned because, you know, it's... it's their religion is anything like some of the ones that we have here. Right. We yeah. would be not uh, seen as equal at all. Uh, I would hope that I would hope that whatever civilization is advanced enough to cajole an entire set of resources to travel across like solar systems would have enough progressive outreach that people mm-hmm. who beyond their own specific phenotype or how they look could also be included yeah. in their... It seems like that would be the more successful school of thought than ones also, that are just like... The, also, there's bureaucracies and stuff. If you've ever seen the Tigers or Redhead Tigers Guide to the Galaxy, yes. you know, um, you're going to have faces of that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, your planet's going to basically die because of red tape. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, so. yeah. So, Lair, uh, Dr. Five, what would you do in this situation... If the aliens came to your front door, you're the first human they ever come in contact with. You, pro- I don't know how how good of a representative would you be, mankind? Assuming I can speak their language, assuming yeah. they can speak their language, like, hey, we just want to tell you about Zabador. Uh, oh, you're, the human, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're the first human. Yeah, you're the first humans we talk to. Are you, you Mormons? Like, yeah, <laughs> you seem like a good person that we can start with before we go to like everybody else. Mm-hmm. How would you front that conversation? This is your first contact with intelligent life. Uh, so, yeah. Please have mercy on on those of us who uh, will not see your your friendly gesture as such. You know there are good people in this world, but there is balanced by bad people, and you have to take us as a as a whole. Okay, hold on. Let, thing. let me get my Zabador hat on. Yeah. Okay, my Zabador hat is on. I'm now in the religious mindset of Zabador, the one true greatness uh, of oh, the universe. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, greetings, Earthling. How are you? Excellent. <laughs> well, hey, I, I find your tone a little racist, but sure. Uh, uh, so we flew around all around the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we fe- noticed that you guys are growing on this beautiful planet, mm-hmm. clearly right. by the grace of Zabador, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've sent out probes and you've been to the moon. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've we've collected some people and we've done some probing of some sorts. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll move on to that. That's true. But 
Zabador, wonderful, the one true greatness of all things. We want to have you join as a representative for the rest of humanity to also. Well, I'd be happy to meet him. Uh, you can't meet Zabador. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zabador exists in another plane beyond space and time. Well, can I, I communicate know. with him? Of course you can, but he may not contact you directly. So I'm basically going to an empty room and talk to myself? Uh, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're letting your Zol bag, which is a bag full of your Zols on the inside of your body. You uh, can't see it. You can't uh, weigh it. It can't be detected. Yeah. But that comes in direct contact with Zabador. I'm sorry. I would need more, more evidence than that. Uh, our plasma guns, everyone calm down. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Maybe we can maybe we can try a different angle. Why don't you just give us twenty percent of all your resources from here on? Without, out? without evidence, I, I do not think so. <laughs> I don't think it's not gonna, not going to happen. All right, all right, all right. Get the get the probes. <laughs> well, hey, I, I can be forced. I can be forced. I can be forced yeah. to believe whatever. No, I need. no, no. I can oh. be forced to acquiesce to command. Ah, okay. Demands. Sure. But I can't be forced to believe something against my own will. Okay, so it, I, let's hope that the aliens that do come would have that understanding. If they're understanding, I think that'd be good. Well, I hope they have that understanding because they're going to be faced with an awful lot of humans who will approach them in the same vein. So my only worry would be. The human that has his own special Zobador, mm-hmm. or like if he said, if city lands somewhere else in Tennessee, and it's, uh, hey, we'd like to welcome to Zobador. Oh, we got our own thing. Uh oh. Yeah. That's generally where the conflict started, mm-hmm. right? Right. Oh, yeah. Look at uh, the the Aztec guy. Well, depends on if you're a monotheist or a polytheist. Yeah. Oh, well, look, what would happen if you're a polytheist? It's like, oh, that's cool. Um, let's go ahead and, and throw one of your rituals, and then we'll, we'll do ours. You'll get to yeah. see how uh, we summoned to the four corners and all this, you know. Oh, that's there's, actually... There's more mm-hmm. of this kind of sharing it, and uh, if, if you look at a lot of the, um, the more ancient um, peoples and so forth, there is a lot of sharing of uh, That's and I think really that point. is yeah. a possible thing that would happen there. And yeah. that could even happen with a little bit of monotheism because uh, you've got some uh, crossover from... Well, uh, not only that, but there were yeah, more humans. And all that. Back in the day of uh, Greek and, and Roman gods, they were more human. They were fallible. They actually interacted okay. with each other and humans. You know, the myths, therefore, say say that they can make mistakes and, and become uh, you know involved in their own egos and the egos of others. Um, sure, absolutely. If you go yeah. into Norse mythology, they have gods that not only die, but yeah. they have kids, and sometimes mm-hmm. the kids human, aren't very good. Human kids. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, well, we won't get into that. And, okay. <laughs> And then you can look at uh, Japan where your figurehead is also your, you know, descended from the gods. Yeah, in Rome. So they might have something like that where they they have this figurehead that is supposed to be uh, a direct link to their deity or maybe even divine force. They might not even have uh, a a face on it, and and it's really hard to... The the Caesars and the pharaohs were the same way. you don't have that... um, Anthropomorphic uh, view of, of divinity. Right, but the Caesars and, and the uh, uh, pharaohs of Egypt were the same way. I mean, they were supposed to be exactly. gods on earth. Sure. Um, but but when you look at this, the the concept of uh, civilizations clashing, uh, look at Western civilization when it clashed with the Native Americans yeah, and the, the spirits oh, yeah. that they that they worship, the Aztec Indians, the Mayans. It just goes mm. on and on. Yeah, uh, it's a really bad track record. It's actually kind of scary. The the technologically advanced civilization will you know take over. So. Uh, well, there's some technology that they had that was actually a bit more advanced than the Europeans. It's just not the, the, the warfaring, you know. But if you look at the Aztec uh, swords, they were meant uh, to, well, I wouldn't say butcher, but more to maim than to kill because they wanted sacrificial victims. And those, mm-hmm. those very sharp stone swords were nothing compared to the steel. So the, the, the objective of those weapons and then you also have the biological aspects involved, you know, with uh, immunity and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I want to make an objection. I'm calling okay. an objection in the court. Objection. All right, objection. 
so the concept that a more technologically advanced will take over a lower technologically advanced civilization. We have examples of that not even being the case. For example, England versus America. England was much more technologically advanced, but it's just the fact that they had to travel such a long distance to come to America, which was like Plymouth, Virginia colony. These guys were basically bricklayers, completely out of their element, uh, not well-fed, not uh, not agrarians at all. They didn't know how to grow anything, but they were slowly building their own civilizations. You mean versus the American Indians? No, no, no. I'm talking about the the Church of England. The colonists versus England, the whole state. England, who was in charge of the whole world at that time. They literally had a worldwide empire. Plymouth Rock was in like 15th. Okay. No, no, 1560, uh, 1600s. I'm dating this at Virginia Colony. Right, that's no, you have to go all the way up to 1776. Because that's when you have like, your first America. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, before we declared our independence right. and, and felt s- strong enough okay. to be able to challenge that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, at that point, we had technology that was the same as them. We had cannons, we had flintlocks, we had swords, we had all of the stuff that England had. We could actually wage a war with them on, English, on uh, equal footing. They had bigger armies, but it was farther away. That was yeah. your point. Okay. But okay. at the same time, the technology, the technology was, the was a much a much more even. Uh, okay, something I didn't consider. Yeah. Alright, I take my, my ejection. Okay. It's a rare moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. Uh, so Robin went to go see Interstellar. I went to go see Independence Day. So here's another movie, very similar to what you just said, the point where you just said, where in, in Independence Day Resurgence, spoiler alert, you actually know this even from the trailers, we get the technology from the aliens, like from the last time they were here. And we had 20 years. And we had 20 years to advance upon them. So by so the time they. the aliens come back, yeah, that's true, and so did they. But they didn't really change that much. They got some new stuff, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But it was I a th- huge technological leap for us. Exactly. But for them, it was just a 20-year More or less, progress. Yeah. And I think most leaps tend to be exponential in that, in that regard. So our technology was more or less the same. We had ships, they had ships, we had shields, they had shields. And it was a more of an even fight, even though there was just more of them that came this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess what you're saying has weight. If you're more technologically advanced and you go to a place that's not as technologically advanced, those guys tend to be the victim in, mm-hmm. as, as yeah. far as history is concerned. Right. <sighs> Which makes me more sad for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Because he's such a nice guy. I don't want him to go to another planet with, like, uh, his own personal holy book, wherever he has yeah. his character in that yeah. movie. And, and that's not even considering, you're talking about technological advancement, sure. but we're not talking about the biological differences. Look, look like uh, Nerd Girl was talking about earlier, one of the biggest problems that the Native Americans had in the Mayans and the Aztecs was the diseases that the new civilization brought. Mm. Now, that can work both ways. Like War, in, of the like, War of the Worlds. Yeah. You know, our diseases could decimate them. Sure. But it's just as yeah, possible a, that their diseases could decimate us. Oh, and it's a fantastic reason why the Native Americans here did not have the diseases that they had in England. It's actually a really, really interesting story behind that. Ah, I wish I could get into it. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, do you want to do a call ID? Because we have. Well, we still got 10 minutes before the bottom of the hour. So, so life, intelligent life. Where do we draw that line at? So, like, if Matthew McConaughey comes out of his plane or his spaceship, there's a green alien with a Zabador T-shirt, but also on the back it says, Vote Trump. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we drawing the line there? Is that life? Is that intelligent life? Which ones? When are we going to be satisfied? Is it as intelligent as us? And as so, like, at what point in time? Like, when we were building stones, rocks? Because we have animals right now on Earth who are really, really smart. I got, I, there's a a police department right where I live. There's a dog that knows German. They have to, like, shut their commands in German, and the dog follows them. Does he know in English? I don't know. Is he bilingual? Or trilingual? I'm I'm telling you, I gotta look at the dog to find out what the guy said. So, like, Uh, clearly the dog knows something I don't. Wasn't he just trained in that language? I think so, but he still knows things that I don't. That's an interesting point. Like, he's following commands from... I'm not impressed. What? (laughs) You want him to write a book? (laughs) You're right. Okay. Same type. Uh, Okay. There's... Okay. So, if you want... If you want that... uh, as far as another dog video goes, there uh, there's a thing called perfect pitch. And perfect pitch is essentially being able to tell a note just from hearing it. So, like, you would hear boop, and you're like, C-sharp. 
or something like that. Bob, G, uh, maybe one octave lower. There are dogs that can do that. Uh, and there is a dog that has been trained to play a specially designed piano that where a lady will say C sharp F F minor or something like that, and the dog will play out the chords in F minor or will play the C sharp and stuff because mm-hmm. it knows where all the, the, the notes are based on the training lessons it's had. But then she does an extra trick where she's just playing on a recorder or a flute. She'll play notes three at a time, boop, 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 and the dog will play them out on the piano. Bop, bop, bop. Mm. Blows my mind. Yeah. I can't do that. That is, <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, um, when I was teaching, that was something that we, we, we touched base on, that there are different types of intelligences as well. Sure. Uh, things that you can be, be smart about. And and so in a lot of ways, there are things that my cat, she's very much more physically smart than I am. She can, you know, balance and everything, and I'm, I'm just, you know, stumbling over my feet, uh, for example. And... Um, I, I really like to touch base on that whenever I talk with people who don't feel like they're smart. I'm like, look, you know how to balance a, a budget. I, sure. I struggle with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so you have that in the play as well. Um, and I think the line for, for me, you know, looking at um, this topic is, are they self-aware? Well, you gotta, you gotta think the dogs and, the dogs and cats are, are well self-aware. Yeah. yeah. Dolphins and. Or at least they exhibit that behavior. Or Mm -hmm. they have a behavior that's consistent with self Even uh, chimpanzees and certain apes will uh, recognize themselves in the mirror. Sure. Cats will too. And what they can do is if you put like a little piece of tape on their shoulder and they walk up to a mirror and see that tape, they'll reach on their own shoulder and pull it off. So they, they recognize it as a reflection of themselves. Uh, so there are animals right here on Earth that are self-aware. Mm. Now, if we yeah. go to another planet and we find something as smart as a dog, I would yeah. Call now, that what do we a civilization or a uh, uh, what do you call it? An advanced civilization? It's not uh, advanced civilization. It's, it's, it's a society, self, even though it's self-aware. Sure, like if it's like a wolf pack, mm-hmm. like a society, like where there's yeah. alphas yeah. and. There's but rights. there are other things that are involved too. Uh, communication, sophisticated communication, sophisticated they have, communication. They have to be able to. Uh, communicate with each other on a certain level. So Twitter doesn't count. They also have to be able to manipulate their environment to a certain ex- extent to be able right. to build the technology necessary for a new uh, a civilization. Hmm. And well, here's here's yeah. the thought. Yeah. Okay, so I recall seeing a video of um, apes who had uh, found boats and used them to travel across the river. Um if there was something to where there had been a civilization that had gone there previously and either left or died out and these other, um, I guess, lower intelligence uh, but self-aware uh, beings, you know, you know, uh, packs and so forth, are using um, some of the very basic things like, you know, uh, a cart or, or something, you know, they, they can figure out how to put the parts together, but maybe they haven't figured out how to invent technology yet. Yeah. Or they haven't gotten the, the kind of communication together right. so that they can start building that kind of society. Well, evolution you know, tells that's us. That very, you know, where it's in that gray area. You know, well, evolution we tells have something like the, the prime directive in place. Yeah. Evolution tells us that we went through that. That we developed stone tools, we developed fire, we, we lived thousands of years in a, a very rudimentary civilization. Right. You know, like villages and even uh, traveling, uh, um, what do you call Nomads? it? Nomads? Uh, no, well, the hunter-gatherer oh, groups. Sure. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure we didn't have very sophisticated communication. We were able to manipulate our environment or we wouldn't be able to come up with the tools. But right. but we have to assume that other life forms would take the same path eventually, given enough time. Objection. No, well, look at this. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 I have an objection on the table. All right, go for it. I'm gonna. I'll let you go. I'll let, I was, I'll let you I was go. Coming to an example. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, let's say that the the big meteorite or meteor, yeah, meteorite that hit Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. It almost wiped out all mammals as well. I have an argument against that as well. I don't believe that is the Whatever official sense. Whatever it was. Sense, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Let's say that it had wiped out all of the um, 
mammals. Okay, sure. We wouldn't be here. Right. Okay, now, uh, there there have been discussions about this in the past, of which I've been part, and I've read stuff on it, that what would have been the next species that would have come up to, to have taken their place? Roaches. Uh, well, they, they, they can't get all the communication. They can't get advanced manipulation of their environment. But there is one species, or several actual species, all right. that can manipulate their environment, albeit water, uh, squids octopi. and o- octopus. Very good. Octopi. Yeah. They are very intelligent. But they don't have a society. No, but given time and evolution, oh. you know, thousands of years, millennia, they could... Uh, be, they could develop a communications. They're already very smart. An octopus they they can manipulate. They can. You can put them inside a jar and yeah. screw the lid down, and they'll pull the lid off. So, they, so I mean, they'll unscrew it. They they get it. This actually gets into what I was going to bring up: mm-hmm. uh, smart aquatic life. Uh, right now, we live in a world where we have uh, mammals that live underwater as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One of them is the killer whale uh, mm-hmm. or orcas. Uh-huh. Incredibly in- intelligent beings. Yeah, dolphins. Uh, Dolphins, yeah, but I mean they're mammals they're, that live in the water. And yeah, they're, and they're way more excitable, and, and their their society is a little it's not nearly as sophisticated as uh, as killer whales. Killer whales are so cool that they actually have music that trends based on where they are. So a song will get popular. One will sing like a song. They're like, hey, that's a nice song. And as they do their roundabouts around the Pacific Rift, mm-hmm. other songs will get popular. Mm-hmm. And so songs will come in and out of, uh, of, of Vogue. And if anyone sings like the old song, it's like, oh, you're not with us. Can you sing that old song? Like, but I, I'm cool. I'll sing whatever the new pocket have, have song is. Have they developed any Beatle haircuts yet? What's, what's really, really great is they when they take down sea lions, like for, there's a really, really great clip on the Internet. Uh, what this clip is, is there, imagine a sea lion on this little floating uh, island of ice. Not as big as, say, like a table. Mm-hmm. But there's a sea lion on top of it, and it's resting on the water. Mm-hmm. Three killer whales, in unison, like in airplane wingman form, swim up towards it. And then just before they reach the rift of that table, they dip down. It causes a little bump in the water that starts a wave. That's enough to knock the sea lion off the ice. The sea lion falls into the water. The, the, the lions eat it. Eat it. Yeah. That's a coordinated no. attack. And wolves can do that. Oh, yeah, wolves. absolutely, absolutely. But we're, talking about, but we're talking about sea lions here. This is great that these animals have a way of communicating to a degree yeah, okay. where they can actually work like that. No, really. And I've got to take a break. It's the bottom of the hour. Okay. Uh, this is WOZO Radio, 103.9 FM, low power, and broadcasting from Knoxville, Tennessee. You can also listen to us live online at WOZORadio.com. Uh, we're going to go for a couple of uh, messages and a song, and we'll be back in just a minute. Oh, get into consequences. If you live in or around the Knoxville area and are questioning your religious beliefs or simply believe in one less God than everyone else, well, you're not alone. The Atheist Society of Knoxville is a fun and friendly group of people just like you that meets twice a week at a bar or restaurant. We meet every Tuesday night following the show at Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria for happy hour. You'll find our group either inside or on the patio. Look for Richard Dawkins' silver-jacketed book, The God Delusion, standing upright on the table. But if you plan to preach, prophetize, provoke, or punch, please don't. We all question what we believe at one point in our lives. If this is the time for you, come join us for food, drink, conversation, and fun.
blind, just looking for a little fun. Love is a fire, a hot, hot blaster. With the Belgians burning in the Congo sun, with the leaders trusting strangers, any monkey looking like a savior is a riddle how we're still living now. Oh, little we know. Oh, don't you know love is stronger than Jesus? Don't you know? stories of talking snakes laughable? Do you prefer the scientific method over supernatural beliefs? Are you concerned about religious leaders and organizations imposing their values and rules on your body, your family, and the rest of our society? Well, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone. The Rationalists of East Tennessee meets weekly for fellowship and provides a forum for people who support skeptical thinking and rational discussion of these and other issues. To find out more information or to find out about our next meeting, visit us on the web at www.rationalist.org. And we're back. This is Daughter 5 and the Wombat. The Wombat! And welcome back. Uh, and our guests, the Nerdlass. Yeah. The Nerdlass. Um, this is WOZO Radio, Low Power FM 103.9, live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we said earlier that we would talk about the TV show shortly and tell you what how to watch it. Uh, the TV show is Free Thought Forum TV. It's on Community Access Television. That's on... Uh, Comcast channel 12 every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. Oh, well, now, this goes on around 5 o'clock, I wonder. Um, the Atheist Society of Knoxville has a meetup. What? About that time. And when the, when the TV folk get through doing their show, they come down to Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria and we all get together for pizza, uh, beer, and a happy hour and dinner and food, food fun and fraternity. Sounds good. And sorority. So here's my issue. I don't have community TV. How do I watch the TV show? It's also broadcast live online at ctvnox.org. Oh. So you can see it streaming online at five o'clock at Tuesdays. Anyway, also, uh, they keep an archive. We have a fan who's been recording shows and saving them on YouTube. Everybody has YouTube. Everybody has YouTube. And so you can see five, five or six years of archives on YouTube by searching for Free Thought Forum Knoxville. That's three words. Free Thought is one word. Free Thought Forum Knoxville. And knock yourself out. See what else is there? We talked about Ask. Uh, there's Rationalists of East Tennessee, which is the oldest free thought or secular group in Knoxville and the surrounding area. They meet at Pellissippi Parkway every first and third Sunday, and they have a presentation or a discussion, and it's always very interesting. And you're welcome to join them at Pellissippi Parkway at about 10:30. Look for the Goins Administration Building. Uh, go through it or go through the back where the cafeteria is. The cafeteria annex is where the discussions are held. And we're back. We're going to be talking about this, the consequences of discovering life on other planets. Life and versus intelligent life. Life versus intelligent life. So we set the stakes last time. Before we were discussing, okay, if I go and meet life elsewhere, but I'm the more technologically advanced visitor, I have that advantage in, in case anything bad happens or my perversion or proselytization attempts fall out. I'm still the most technologically advanced. They're most likely going to adapt to my culture yep. to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But if they come to us, we have a problem. Unless if they're so far away that they can't back up their numbers and they don't make enough of a big impact the first time. But generally what we found is in our history, cultures that are different that meet each other for the first time don't tend to go very well. No. That's that's kind of bad. No, for the... For the uh Lower technological <laughs> level lower civilization. Technology. Yes, but Rob, uh, uh, the nerd last made a great point in that the 
the dogma or the theology sometimes adapts to the new cultures it meets and absorbs some of the older stories and makes it right. more what would be a good word for it? Um, fulfilled, more colorful? Metropolitan? Metropolitan, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Theatric. So here's, I guess then, what about for established religions? What would be the consequence of finding, say, if I'm an ardent Christian, what would be the consequence of going to another planet and finding another race of intelligent beings up there? Like on the backside of the moon. You were you were around during the moon landing, right? I was on the moon. You know, <laughs> they took me back. They, they didn't let me go. Was yes, I, was, I was around. I was in Cuba. I was in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Okay, okay. Back in the days before it was a, a prison, and I remember standing uh, between the barracks and looking up at the moon and thinking, "There are people standing on that." That's crazy, on the moon right? At that time, yeah, it was amazing. We take it for granted now. Yeah. Did you ever have, or did you ever notice, like any like funny shows or like a a, a, a tone where they hoped or didn't hope that they would find life up there, or was that ever like a concern? Like, you remember when we had Y two K, everyone was like, "Oh, the world's gonna blow up, the nuclear missiles are gonna launch." If we had like any kind of like weird, well, one governmental thing, thing. One thing that happened was uh, one thing that I was very proud of, of America for doing is if you think about prior. Uh, exploration. Mm-hmm. Whenever well, the white man or the, the civilizations landed on an area, whether they had indigenous beings or not, they always claimed that land. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that to the moon. What? I mean, they could have gone up there, planted flags. I thought the moon is America. The flag was the whole thing. No, they, they planted it just to show that Americans have been there. Just to take it to the communists. Yeah. Right, but they did not claim the moon as as we have always done in the past. Right. I thought that was an incredible, sure. um, beneficial thing for mankind to do yeah, for each other. It was one, uh, one small step for mankind. One giant leap for Domino's Pizza. No, okay, I I I'll have to look that up. One small step for man. Oh. One giant leap for mankind. Oh, okay. I got, all right. Okay. I can see how I can easily mix up the two. <laughs> Domino's Pizza makes a great pizza, by the way. They do. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you do if you have an established religion? Well, okay. If you have an established religion that's like, you know, popular right now and, and there's plenty to choose from, who would take it the best? And I'm glad that we have this forum set up because, uh, Nerdless, I'd like to know as if, when you, from the times when you were a Wicca, would you have taken right. it well? To realize that there are other life forms that are as intelligent that also have their own religious practices on other planets that came to visit us. Is that would that change the I, way you believe? I'm know? pretty sure that the pagan community would think that would be absolutely awesome, and they would want to uh, go ahead and see what kind of um, similarities there might be, and what we could could learn not only from the aliens, but you know if there's any kind of wisdom in, in the religion. Another one. There's uh, a lot. A lot more uh, freedom of uh, choice, uh, d- uh, depending on on oh, the actual person. It's more freedom uh, of choice following the their belief system. Because honest to goodness, uh, a lot of the pagans they they write their their book of shadows. You know, they don't have one set tome of end all be all of what they believe That's that true. their beliefs are allowed to adapt. Yeah, mm. um, are encouraged I, to adapt. I think that Buddhists would be along the same line. Uh, they would be accepting, right. want to want to learn more about the new um, religion really? and accept it, uh, accept the things that would benefit them. Uh, you know what the Dalai Lama recently said? No, he says uh, if if uh, if Buddhism contra- is contradicted by the findings of science, then Buddhism has to change. Oh, okay, and, right, and um, you know. I'll get that is an interesting thing yeah. that someone for, for said. a religion, yeah, for to religious say. to say. This but uh, they're, they're all I about wisdom, learning, and and living with the world, living with uh, gaining knowledge of the, of the world. I would love to format that question for a lot of other people I know. Let's yeah. see. I mean, it's a religion that says we don't have all the answers. We want to learn from the the rest of the world. Okay, and and, get, and of I course they're atheists as well. The fundamentalists. Well, I hated the fundamentalists, but. Uh, not not Christianity, because if you look at C.S. Lewis, who was a, a Christian author, he wrote Narnia. And I think he played with, with that idea within his own uh, world that he created. Um, and that, um, you know, if you're doing good, you might be doing good in the name of this other God, but if you're doing good, you're actually benefiting the one true God and, and how he wrote things. 
So mm. there's, there's uh, a lot of liberal Christianity, I think, would be able to adapt. Um, I'm not sure how the... Yeah. How well, the fundamentalists would let's talk uh, about liberal Christianity. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I made a meme once. I talked to you about it before. Is that uh, I believe that um, Muslims and Christians and other uh, monotheists witnesses, can Mormons. can be good, uh, beneficial, productive members of society. Oh, sure, in, di- in direct proportion to how far they leave the the fundamental teachings of the religion behind. Oh, see. Uh, their their teachings uh, are based in you know thou shalt not type of uh, teachings rather than thou shalt uh, that you right. they, they demonize homosexuality they demonize sex for that matter um, it's just, just on, and on and on and these are fundamentals so let me just make a clarification you're saying mm-hmm. a person's ability to be a good person in society is inversely proportional to how ardently they believe their dogmatic principles. The, yes, the fundamental, dogmatic fundamentals, the of, dogmatic their, fundamentals. of their religion. But, yes. but you're also not saying that the people who have those dogmatic principles can't necessarily be a good person. Like I said, as close, if they depend, if the, it depends on how closely they... Or they could be better if they just dropped the dogmatic principles. Obviously. Okay. But what I'm saying is if they closely adhere to their dogmatic fundamentalism, then they're not going to fit very well into an advanced civilization uh, or a society like we have today. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about for liberal uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I was thinking that you were using liberal Christianity as a um, compliment rather than just moderate or fundamentalist Christianity. No? No. Nerd last, what were you up to? No, what, what, no, were you talking about fundamentals? <laughs> or were you talking about fundamentals or liberals? Um, I, I, I really think that the, as, as far as, if I was to con- compare and contrast those two groups and, and meeting um, extraterrestrial life, I think that the liberal Christian uh, Christians would definitely uh, be able to adapt a lot, a lot better, easier, faster than fundamentalists. Um, although you will get a tangent of the fundamentalists who are um, very, you know, you know, almost Jesus hippie kind of uh, love everybody that would want to uh, extend their belief system to the extraterrestrials. Yeah, but I don't think that they can justify that by the fundamental reading of their text. How can I can I take a stab at that? Sure. So here's my mm-hmm. stab. Uh, it tends to be the case that only if you're within the religious group, if you're within that think tank, everyone who's in that think tank with you, you treat admirably, you treat well. So what if you just extended that to say, hey, what if I snap my fingers or say there's a bad strain of yeast or matzo bread, mm-hmm. and everyone except for latter day or everyone except for Methodist Christians survive till tomorrow, and they're the only people around. They are literally in a society all to themselves. Wouldn't they treat everybody well and still follow their dogmatic principles very well? Okay, well, let's look at the Puritans. That was pretty much a civilization like you're talking about. Okay. Um, they splintered. Yes, they did. They, uh, they did not They treat. left their dogmatic faith and principles. Well, the Puritans... And then the conflicts came. No, no, uh... The conflicts were, that were present in the, in the Puritan, um colony because of their strict adherence to the, the, the fundamentals of the religion. So if they only followed those strict principles, they wouldn't be having any conflict and they wouldn't have to splinter. Well, it would be like, to me, it would be like uh, forsaking progress. Mm. You know? Yeah, it's not good for a long term. No, I mean, we're talking about um, um, the people who drive buggies in Pennsylvania now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of thing. They're stuck in like the 17th century. Sure. Uh, they can live a good, peaceful life like that. Sure. Uh, do they want to progress? Do they do they care about progressing? No, they don't care. Mm. But they're having an awful hard time keeping their young uh, in the colony. So after, so there's a thing called Rep Springa, which is like the, the essentially a festival, not a festival, like the rite of passage of 16 year old people who are grown up in those Amish communities, and it's different ages for every group community, yeah. where they decide to whether leave or stay. Uh, the numbers for them staying are higher now than they've been in the like say the last 20 years. Um, there's an upswell of people. So whatever they've done, they've probably modified 
I wouldn't want to say indoctrination, but it probably is indoctrination. But they've modified how they set the rules of how long they can stay mm-hmm. and what happens to them if they leave the church and rules that they need to follow to get back in the church if they ever change their mind in the future to the point where most kids just stay. They stay as Amish. So, again, um, they can have peaceful lives there. It's And they've been viable for a long time, like maybe hundreds of years now. Uh What's what's the argument saying, like, hey, this is a community that's sticking with its dogmatic principles, and for the most part, they haven't had wars with anybody? They haven't... Well, they haven't had to. Uh, well, I, we, we'll just call them the exception that proves the rule. All right, you. sure. Um, I, I still stick by my statement. Mm-hmm. In I, the general I, sense? I, in the general sense. Okay, yeah. okay. Very cool. Oh, case rested! Mm-hmm. All right, okay, cool. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, Animals for a quick second. We had actually a really com- uh, cool conversation while we were on break. And this is coming back to the concept of um, we have humans that are really, really good at building stuff. And we can very easily see what a human civilization looks like. And it benefits us because we're humans, right? So it's very easy for us to see. Or I can look at a paper cup and automatically know what that is, have a background of how to use it. May even make one myself if I work hard enough. It's very easy. But for animals, but that's a function of me having thumbs or as a species that has thumbs. Uh, for species that don't have thumbs, they have to use what they are given to communicate or modify their environment. If you're a sea creature like an orca, you don't necessarily need to build anything, but you could swim really well and maybe you see the currents of the water maybe differently. Yeah. But yeah, will they ever evolve into a, a technologically advanced civilization? Um, if they cannot, is that a mark of advancement? Maybe that's just a human limiter that we put on them. Well, if they can't get into any technology in any technological level, then mm. they're trapped on the planet. Yes, most likely they can't move. Right. I mean, and um, does that pretty much take them out of the game as far as that, uh, that our conversation goes? I guess in terms of like interstellar travel, yeah, for the most part, until they like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Unless another advanced civilization comes to Earth and then discovers them. Oh, I like in Star Trek, remember when they yeah. came to Earth and took the whales? Oh, yeah, them? yeah. Oh, that's the Trekkers guy, that's right? That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Um, what, that, that book that wasn't published, because, uh, or the manuscript that wasn't published because they had changed it so much. Probe was uh, set after that movie. Uh, the original one is called um, Thanks for all Music the Fish, of the right? Spears. Oh. Music of the Spears. And they actually go into that. They show the evolution of whale-like creatures to space-bearing creatures um, in that manuscript. It's really interesting, so um, I highly recommend it. Uh, you can you can Google that. Just Google Music of the Spears Star Trek. Um, the author has it available. Just contact her, and she'll email it to you. Yeah, so Robin's suggesting that you can check out uh, something very close to our talk today. It's called Music of the Spheres Star Trek, right? Yeah, Star Trek Music of the Spheres. Star Trek Music of the Spheres. Uh, let me get back to that website. It's Margaret, um, what's her last name? I'm so Thatcher. terrible. I'm terrible with names, just to let you know. Margaret Wander Bonanno. Okay. So it is an interesting thing. Yeah, you would be stuck if you can't build stuff to get off the planet. I can see how that gets stuck. What if, though, and here's the, here's the thing, what if you're able to evolve your mental facilities to the extent where you can enable long-distance communication? like Te- Telepathy. Not necessarily. Uh, radio frequencies, for example, which right. can be, you can make a radio without having to build a radio. You can make can, it by accident. Okay, can you think of any animal that may have that facility now? No, but like, they could evolve it over in time. Say, hey, I found a potato. Oh, wow, I found like this weird metal spike. And when I put the potato on the metal spike, I have an antenna. That's weird. Oh, if that evolved over time? Yeah, definitely. Without thumbs? Yeah, you can you can stumble over something like that. Well, like, we made fire. Of that okay. In, uh, beluga whale. Okay, so yeah. They're, they're able to do, um, what is it? communication? Yes. Yeah, so... So they have these senses that we don't have. So, you know, it's just physics is the only limitations there. Or pigeons that can see the magnetic fields. Like, that's an interesting thing. Like, maybe there's just a a spectrum that we can't detect that could be utilized for longer-distance travel, at least in a communicative sense. Nothing travels faster than light, though. True. So, I mean... 
even if they developed it 10,000 years from now, it would still take four years for it to reach the nearest star. It would take 100,000 years for it to reach across the galaxy. Didn't we start with radio waves before and we started w- sending satellites out into space? Obviously. Yeah, so would it, isn't that just like the first step? So where, would you sure. call, where do you call like the first steps to actually trying to reach out into space? I would, I would okay, start well, a line at radio waves. Oh, or like, yeah. The thing about it is you need long waves, okay. microwaves, small waves. Sure. You know, that would theoretically come out of an animal's brain would not have the power or the wavelength to get out of the atmosphere. Right. I'm, I'm a ham radio guy and I'm a radio operator from the Navy. Okay. So, I mean, you've got to have a certain, even, even long wave radio waves will bounce off the ionosphere and before they go out into space. Okay. So you have to have certain energy, you have to have certain frequency. Hmm. So that, that's pretty narrow bandwidth to be able to reach space. Now, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't think, a very good bandwidth for communication between the species themselves. Oh, okay. Because you wouldn't need that kind of power and you wouldn't need that kind of uh, um, energy in the, uh, in the wavelength itself. You would, you'd think you'd do better in a small clutch or a, a group mm. of uh, animals to just be able to communicate between each other. Mm. What if... The physical limitation. You were talking about... Yeah, that's physics. Physics can be a pretty good limitation. Yeah, it does. does. What if if you're an animal that uses another animal's technology that had died out previously? For example, we drive cars. That's on fossil fuels. That's uh, an entire eon of plants that have died Mm -hmm. and have their bodies decompose into nice, gushy oils that we can put into our cars and drive around. We're using other stuff. To move to our stuff. technology. It's, it's, it's very advanced technology, no, actually. Yeah, it is. Are, the, the, how an engine works, ama- the uh, whole uh, distillation uh, process of petroleum, it's an amazing concept. What are you talking about? That was Wombat, not me. What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's, it's a biological chemical breakdown of, of, uh, of dead tissue. Sure. So it's sure. one animal doing something which is dying. And going through biological processes to convert its body, or yeah. essentially naturally. So oh, okay, maybe I'm not uh, familiar where you're going. I then me as another organism that yeah. did not have that happens uh-huh. takes that organism and then puts that into my technology to fuel my technology. Okay, well, we've seen off. that happen. Okay, so, uh, where are you going with it? So if I'm an animal that doesn't have thumbs, I'm an animal that's stuck more or less on the planet. Say I'm a norca. I don't have access to a radio, obviously. But hey, there's creatures that bomb themselves to nuclear obliteration on the surface. And they left radios. And they left radios. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't it be amazing just be, or if you were say a very well, advanced they live in the ocean, they don't work very well. There are there are radios under the ocean, there are underwater sea labs, there are ways that they could get access to it somehow. Water doesn't work well with electricity. It doesn't, but if it's in a self contained submarine, uh, it can totally happen. Uh, uh, and if you're saying there's a zero electronic Equipment underneath the ocean water right now. I, I I don't know where you're going with this. I'm saying there's a possibility. Okay. We were talking about evolution. We're talking about animals getting smart. I'm just saying a, there's a the way. The phone number is three 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 five. I can connect the dots. I can connect dots. <laughs> yes, but you've got to be able to turn a dial. You've got to so be able to plug it in or would, turn it on. So if they were able to do that, would that count? Or is that fair? I, I wouldn't count. If they were able to do that, I would that, say, you know what. Do we have a responsibility uh, to animals that we see having a higher intelligence and a po- that that possibility that possibility of evolving um, to where they they can do higher communication if we adapt technology towards their uh, abilities? Yeah. Do we have a responsibility towards that end? Mm, that's an interesting thing. I don't know. So um, go for it. I was gonna. I don't know. I think that maybe we do. And uh, you've heard about Coco, yes, the the, the gorilla, yeah, uh, who they taught they taught us sign language to over 140 and, characters. Yeah, and, and well, a lot of words yeah. too. Uh, they and they ask him. They started asking him uh, her her uh, yeah. questions, you know, and desires. What do you want? What do you need? And one of the first things she asked for was a kitten. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. Coco had a smart, kitten. smart. Yeah, and and he took care. She took care of it and and fed it, and it was. It, and she asked for a ball, and she wanted to play with the ball. So she was communicating. Yeah, yeah. and we gave oh, her yeah, that tool. She grieved Robin yeah. Williams. She loved Robin Williams. And Mr. Rogers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she found out that, that he was gone, she was very upset. Yeah, and yeah. But have you heard about the suitcase cults? Suitcase cults. Yeah, shoot me. 
Uh, during World War II, Americans took over a lot of islands in the southwest Pacific, uh, and we we had to work with a lot of indigenous not natives. Mm. Uh, and what they would do is that they they see that we'd build shacks, we'd sit at these boxes with with headphones oh. on, we would we would talk into the little microphone thing, and then planes would come in and they would bring in boxes of stuff that that are good stuff, you sure. know, stuff that they would trade with the the natives. Mm. You know, well when the war was over, those people packed up and left, but. The indigenous people built shacks, uh, started building, uh, look like, what looked like radios and they'd use head clams for head, headphones and they would talk into a makeshift microphone and then go out and look at the st- skies. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a, basically a suitcase religion. Uh, it, they were mimicking things that they didn't understand in order to get something in return. Okay. You know, just, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great Google. If yeah. you want to spend some time looking that up. So maybe this is too heavy a concept with how much time we got, like maybe four minutes left? Less, two minutes. So intelligent life could exist in the world, but it seems like we could make the argument that intelligent life exists here right now. Mm-hmm. What consequences does that have to establish religions right now where we could have animals that could communicate with human beings almost on a one-to-one basis if we had developed the technology ourselves to get to that point? Let's say we get to the point where we can actually talk to dogs or gorillas or orcas or whoever has the capacity to communicate with us. Nerd Lash, you want to handle that? I would say that there would be a a spiritual question among the religious as to whether or not that shows that animals have souls as well or or do they? Um, Of course, you know, no one has a soul except I have Kia souls, so I guess that counts. No, the kind of... The concept has already come up in the news. I've seen several religious leaders Mm -hmm. respond to it. Some of them say, yes, Jesus can save them all. They all have souls and they all answer to the maker. And others, really, you know, the same Protestant, Protestant branches of the same religion say, no, only humans have souls. Jesus came to earth to save humans. Interesting. You know, nobody else has a soul. Mm. So. What are you talking about? What do you do with new animals that are created since mm -hmm. Jesus has been here? Because we have way more kinds of animals now. Right. Personally, I don't believe souls exist. Nobody has a soul. Nobody goes anywhere after they die. Uh, we j- it's wishful thinking to think that we do, and that's where the religions oh, we don't know that. were built from. Okay. That concept that your soul, you have a soul, sure. and, some, and it'd be ashamed if anything happened to it. You know, it's the old yeah, godfather. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, okay. you, you need to do what we tell you so that you make sure your soul goes to the right place. Right, right, right. You know, so it's, it's, it's threats, mm. basically. Okay, we're getting down to it. This is uh, Wozo Radio at WZO 103.9 Low Power FM in live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I'm Doubter 5. I'm the Wombat. The Wombat. And we had, go ahead and say Nerd bye. Nerdlass. Nerdlass. <laughs> and uh, we'll be joining you again next week. We're going to leave you with the song called Final Up, Words. Up to the Mountain by Patty Griffith. Oh,
Love me so. Oh. 